Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Aaron Torres of the Aaron Torres podcast, as well as Fox Sports Radio, joins us to talk about basketball and pretty much everything else. And Aaron, as always, man, appreciate you joining us this afternoon. How you doing? I'm doing good, John. I'm doing good, Joe. How we doing today, fellas? Oh, man. We're, great. We're doing great. We're doing great. It's been a very easy show and talking about a lot of things going on, especially uh, with some college basketball. National championship game last night. Kansas gets the victory. John, it's, don't uh, beat around the bush. You don't <laughs> want to talk about Kansas. Come on. Yeah, ask me the real question yeah. you want to ask me. Go ahead. We don't have to be – this isn't a first date. We don't have to be polite. <laughs> we don't have to be delicate here. Ask me what you want to ask me, man. Go ahead. Well, you know, I was going to kind of set you up for the you know the transition into it, but, hey, we can jump right into it. You, among so many other people, have the Razorbacks as your way too early number one team in the country, and Razorback fans are losing their collective minds. They're puking. They're throwing yeah. up. They're crapping their pants. <laughs> they don't know what to handle and how to handle this. So why? Why do you have Arkansas, as well as other people, as the number one team in the country in their way too early college basketball predictions? First of all, puking crap in your pants. Now that sounds like a John Neighbors first date right there. But anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. Um, you know, it's really funny, guys. You know, I, 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 and I'm not even making this up, was, you know, I, especially after J.D. Note declared, um, you know, I was trying to try and figure out, okay, is there an argument, you know, for some for other teams? Because, you know, listen, obviously, you know, I, I kinda have the, the Arkansas reputation and all that stuff and, and you know, I, I you know, some of it's fair, some of it's not. I, I, I like to have fun because I think the fan base is fun, even though they're a little wacky, like all fan bases are, you know, but I don't think that I, I I've ever said something that I don't believe about the team or one of the teams, right? Right. And so I didn't want to put them number one just because, oh, you're the Arkansas homer guy that knows Coach Muss and all that. And so I really tried to look at all these other teams, and I really couldn't come up with anybody. And so, you know, listen, obviously Audie's Tony declaring today changes some things. Jalen Williams declaring yesterday. I know he's obviously probably going to come back, changes some things. But listen, it really is. It's a combination of a couple things. Is that, you know, the number two recruiting class in the country, the only one ahead of them is Duke. But Duke is going to have a first-year, first-time head coach and really essentially probably no real returnees to speak of next season. Um, you know, Eric Musselman is an incredibly accomplished coach. I mean, the last, what, four NCAA tournaments that have been played, he's had, he's been to three Sweet 16s and, and two Elite 8s, two Elite 8s the last two years. And you have returning players that were, that are like real impact players. Like we're not talking about the seventh guy on the bench. And so again, it's all speculative and, 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 and oh, by the, the way, the other thing too is, and this doesn't really apply to last night, but you know, we know that coach Muss is going to find guys in the portal and already has found one with the kid from Missouri. So listen, what I would say is with the way the portal works, um, these other teams are going to fill spots too. And so by the end of the year, could by the end of the summer, I mean, could, Kansas be number one or could Kentucky be number one? Could Duke be number one? I don't know. Um, but when I just look at, at what we have on paper right now, I really tried to make the case for another team and I, I really couldn't. And that was why I had Arkansas number one. So just to get a feel for your uh, way early top 25, Arkansas is number one. Who's in your top five altogether? Well, you know, Kansas is number two, um, but, you know, obviously because they had such a great tournament run, I think it opened their, the eyes to that there's a couple guys that, you know, if they had lost in the first round might not be as highly thought of NBA-wise. 
but they're another team, right? They have two or three returnees probably coming back that played a major role last night. Um, they have three McDonald's All-Americans coming in on their roster. And so because of it, um, you know, because of it, I, I look at them and, and I see them being really good. UCLA is a really interesting one because of the COVID waiver. They have three, four guys that could come back. They have three, four guys that might not come back, depending on if they just, you know, how things work. They have some guys that are fringe draft picks as well. So I think UCLA is another really interesting one. Um, you know, Arizona is another one. Gonzaga is another one. And what I would say to guys, and, and, you know, Arkansas already has a little clarification with J.D. Note, but what I'm also curious about is this is really the first summer where, like, we kind of have a, a, our arms a little bit wrapped around NIL. And, you know, I think there's a lot of guys that in the past, you know, would have just declared and said, if I'm a second-round pick, I'm a second-round pick. If I'm undrafted, I'm undrafted. I got to go make some money. But to give you an example, you know, a kid like Drew Timmy at, at, at Gonzaga, you know, my understanding is he's making real money playing college basketball now. And so is, if he's a second-round pick, if he's undrafted, does it make more sense financially? Forget just the, the college, getting your education, finishing your degree. Does it make more sense to come back to college? So there's probably about seven to ten guys, I would say, that are probably in that would they rather be undrafted and just be a professional or would they rather be a college kid making real money? So I think that's going to be another factor this off season. That's going to be really interesting to look at is does NIL convince some of these kids that, that are really kind of high profile names, but maybe not great NBA prospects to come back Drew Timmy from Gonzaga is an obvious one. JD Dote had been an obvious one, but obviously JD made his decision uh, late last week or early this week or whenever it was. So, Aaron, when you know, you're talking about Arkansas being there, too, I guess a lot of that hinges on Jalen Williams because he's entered his name, but he's still leaving the option open for him to come back. If he doesn't come back, if he moves on, we know that Muss, of course, with the transfer portal, he's really good at that, and we would have to see how the roster shakes up. But how would that change your mind or change your feeling towards Arkansas being number one if Jalen Williams decides to not come back? Well, you know, outside of Arkansas being number one, because that's obviously going to have impact on, you know, other teams. I mean, again, you know, there's going to be really good players that are either in the portal or not in the portal yet and, and go other places. I think it just depends on, you know, I, I do think having guys back that have been there, that have done it, um, is huge. And I think obviously so much is going to be on the shoulders of the freshmen next year. Now, again, what, one thing I will say, like, that I really have grown to appreciate about Coach Muss is, you know, he doesn't go after the biggest names in the portal. I mean, he does, but he also goes after guys that fit and kind of puzzle pieces that make sense with the other puzzle pieces. So I will say, John, I do think Jalen Williams is important because it doesn't matter if you're Duke, doesn't matter if you're Kentucky, it doesn't matter next year if you're Arkansas. For freshmen, it just takes time to adjust to college basketball. And I do think having those veterans in your locker room really do help. And then to take it a step further, veterans who have been there before. So having a Jalen Williams on that roster who's been to multiple uh, uh, Elite Eights, obviously, um, you know, Devo Davis as well will we'll be back, I would suspect, unless something crazy happens. But, you know, I, I do think having those veterans matters. And I do think Jalen Williams is going to be a huge X factor. And, and again, I think it would depend on what happens everywhere else, but, but I would have a hard, I will say this, I will say this, and I don't mean to, to ruin all the excitement, but I would probably have a little bit of a hard time putting Arkansas at number one without Jalen Williams, just because it's not just a stats thing, but we know kind of the emotional leadership that he provides in that locker room as well. Jalen Williams kind of fits the player that you described with NIL versus coming back for another year and uh, possibly 
being a late pick or going undrafted. He kind of fits that to a T. Yeah, no, I, I agree, Joe, 100%. And, you know, I, I don't know what his interests are. I mean, I would say if, if he's declaring without an agent, or I don't know, I don't even know what the rules are, guys, anymore. Declaring with the option to come back, who even knows with NIL what, what, what are the rules and what aren't the rules, whatever. But you get the point. Um, I think, Joe, you're exactly right. As he fits that bill of, you know, and, and by the way, like, some kids don't like college. Some kids are just ready to be professionals. Um, there's a million reasons to make any decision that you do. But one, it seems like Jalen Williams seriously is considering returning to college. I think there's a lot of players that really just want to use the draft process to know how to get better, what to improve on, and that's perfectly okay, too. Um, but I, I agree. I think he perfectly fits that bill. And, and you guys would know better than me about what NIL opportunities, you know, would come about for him or what kind of dollars and cents we're realistically talking about, about him being probably the face of Arkansas basketball. I mean, I know that Nick Smith or, or, or you know, some of the other freshmen would be the quote unquote star, but listen, Jalen Williams is, you know, sort of a college basketball household name, especially in the SEC. So, again, you guys would have a much better feel for, for what is realistic financially for a star Arkansas basketball player. But I agree, Joe. I think when I talk about those veterans that, like you said, like I said, second-round pick, undrafted, you know, is there an opportunity to make more in college basketball? I would think that Jalen Williams absolutely fits that bill of a guy that maybe even even if he wants to go, maybe it financially makes sense to come back for at least one more year. Obviously, in his case, he could come back for more than that. So you're with Aaron Torres of the Aaron Torres Podcast at Fox Sports Radio here on Out of Bounds. Now, Aaron, you know, I was told that when Arkansas was uh, hired Eric Musselman that he is just the, the transfer portal king. Like, that's what he does. But yet he's got the number two recruiting class in the country this year. And yet, even two years ago, uh, he had a top ten recruiting class with Moses Moody and Devo and Jim Williams and all those guys too. So what has it been about him that he's obviously really good at the portal but has also kind of developed into a coach that's killing it in the high school ranks when it's needed or when he sees opportunities to get big-time players in here? It's a great question. Um, you know, first of all, he, he got a McDonald's All-American at Nevada. And by the way, like, so when you get bored, go look at what Nevada's done since he left. I mean, the, the whole place has fallen off a cliff since he left. And, you know, I, you know I, I don't know if he was ever not a great high school recruiter, but you're not going to beat, you know, on the West Coast anyway, UCLA and Arizona and um, whoever, you know, San Diego State, for, for the best players on the West Coast – and so my guess would be, and I've never asked him, and I actually think it's probably a great question next time you guys get him on the show or if I can get him on my podcast, is I would guess that just probably at Nevada, he felt like I can get guys that are transfers that are better than I can get somebody out of high school. And then, you know, there's other factors as well from the Nevada angle, which is at the time, most transfers had to sit out. Um, and at the time, you know, so you're looking at a guy that you can get him in the program, kind of like what J.D. Note did, get him familiar, get him familiar with the system, the coaching staff, the players, the campus, whatever. Um, and, you know, with freshmen, we know how it is. If you bring them in and they don't play, they're probably going to leave. And so my guess would be at the time he probably sat there and said, you know what, I can get a player that I can develop in my system for a year. I don't have to worry about playing him. I mean, I remember one year he had like five guys sitting out or something crazy like that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I do think that that was probably it, John, because, I mean, you know, I mean, if you're talking about, let's be honest here, guys, I mean, forget, you know, I mean, top 20, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, 
the top five, top ten guys in the country, they're all difference makers for the most part in college basketball. Once you get past the top ten, I mean, you know, we're talking about top 20, top 30. Those guys aren't always difference makers, especially right away, let alone what was realistic in Nevada, which was probably, you know, a top 100 recruit, a top 150 recruit. So now you're talking about pretty far down the pecking order. But I will also say, John, that would be my guess as to why that was the reputation. He just thought he could get better players out of the portal at that point. But I'll also say, I I mean, I am genuinely shocked at how well he's recruited the high school ranks. I did not expect this. But what I would also say is, like, winning begets winning. You know, Moses Moody was the first one. I think that was really important. An Arkansas high school kid, I thought that was a first, a, a good first step. Moses Moody ends up being a first-round pick. That helps sell the next group. And then, of course, nothing helps more than winning. And you see Anthony Black. You see, you know, the impact that uh, winning not only last year but this year had on that commitment. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. So it's a great question, John. I actually don't have a great answer to it. That's my best guess. But, yeah, man, I, 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 even I've been genuinely shocked by how well he's recruited. The McDonald's All-American that you mentioned at Nevada, was that a transfer? Uh, because just because no, of numbers. No, he was out of high school. But, you know, I'll tell you. He, he, I, I, sorry, Joe, go ahead. I'm well, well, rude here. Just because of numbers, you're going to have situations where you're going to have McDonald's All-Americans, and they all feel like they're probably one-and-dones, but then some of them stick around, some of them don't get the playing time that they want, and then they end up transferring also, and that's just because of numbers. So this is what I'll say about – it was a McDonald's all American out of high school, but my understanding and coach Musk might dispute this. And I'm not trying to, you know, give out misinformation here was that the kid waited really, really, really long in the process. Um, and some of his other options kind of dried up. And it's not to say that choosing coach Musk was the wrong decision. Obviously not, you know, it, whatever. Um, but you know, I had other staffs tell me we wanted him, but you know, he waited till April and we didn't have a spot for him. So was that the reason he chose Nevada? Was it coach Musk? I don't know. And I don't want to speculate as to why, uh, but he did sign a McDonald's all American out of high school at Nevada. And at the time it was like, Holy crap, this guy is taking no prisoners. So, no, I, I think he's always done an incredible job evaluating out of the portal. I mean, the most notably, you know, Cody and Caleb Martin are both NBA players right now, thanks to Coach Musk. Um, Jordan Brown was the kid. He's still playing college basketball right now, believe it or not. So uh, my understanding was, you know, that, that you know what, so to answer your question, he, he committed out of high school. He committed to Nevada. It was a huge coup for, our, uh, for Nevada at the time. Um, you know, he got stuck behind some veterans there. He's still playing college basketball, but that, that was the kid. And again, that's my understanding, but I don't want to be, I can't say I can't be quoted on that. Cause I just said it on radio, but you know, that was my understanding of that deal, but it was still an incredible get even at the time for coach Musk. And, and that guy you mentioned, Jordan Brown, sophomore at, at, uh, Louisiana. Is that the same guy, you know, are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah, okay, he went so, to Arizona for a year or two. Sorry, go ahead, Joe. Well, yeah, he well, went to Arizona. 6'11". Yeah. So that may be a guy that you look at now because of fits and needs that Arkansas has. Yeah, I mean, he's already transferred at least twice. Is he in the portal? I don't even know, man. You know, he was um, he was a really good high school. You know, he actually was very good at Arizona last year. And then when Sean Miller uh, was let go, he hit the portal a second time. Um, I think he's, his dad is from Louisiana. So that was kind of the tie as to how he ended up down there. I don't know all the details. Um, what I would say though, is, is one, I know size is going to be a thing that, that you look at, especially if Jalen Williams doesn't come back. There's some really good players. I mean, the kid from 
Moorhead State that everybody is after, including Arkansas. He's a really good player. Um, and I have no doubt Coach Muss is going to get his guys, man. I mean, the fact that you've already wrapped up the kid from Missouri this early in the process to go along with the number two ranked recruiting class, regardless of who stays and who goes, that is a great starting point. And then, like we said, if you keep Devo Davis, if you keep uh, Jalen Williams, and I, I, I have no reason to think that those two ultimately won't come back. By the way, guys, did Audie's Tony, is that like a – I've been away all day. Is, is that officially like he's definitely not coming back? Is he just testing the waters? Do, do we have official confirmation on that? It looks like he has hired an agent. So uh, That's what I figured, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which we were talking about. Like, it was interesting. He didn't – he thanked everybody, but he didn't thank the coaches in his message, which maybe he's just overlooking or maybe looking too much into it. But I thought that was kind of fascinating. He thanked the fans, thanks his teammates, thanks Arkansas, thanks every, everybody, but uh, didn't mention the coaches. I don't know. I find that kind of fascinating. Uh, that's like the Tom Brady. Thanks everybody for doing the Patriots. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Now I, I just saw kind of a little blurb come across and, and I didn't, I hadn't looked too much into it, but he was a really good player, man. He was a really yeah. good player. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, and another thing too, is I was going to ask you, and I don't know how, uh, uh, you know, involved you are with it, but you know, the transfer portal, obviously Arkansas is looking at some guys, uh, what are some of the names that you've been hearing about, and who's kind of the guy that everyone's after in the portal? Like, is there a couple of players that everyone is going to be looking at? Like, this guy could be a, a game changer for a particular program. Like, who's kind of the names that are out there right now? Yeah, the kid from Moorhead State's really good. You know, he's he's a legit six ten, six eleven, super athletic rim protector, can score around the rim. Um, and the the names that have come out since he entered the portal yesterday. Arkansas, Kentucky, Memphis, I want to say Gonzaga. I think he's probably the one, like he's the dude. Like and and you know it's funny, he I think he averaged like maybe 13 and 8 as a freshman and I think everybody just kind of assumed that he would enter the portal last year. Uh but yeah, no, I'm kind of going through actually today and trying to piece together who I think the best players are in the portal. The one thing I will say guys, that LSU roster, oh my goodness. I mean, it's like, you know, Vultures picking at a carcass right now, and those players are good. Like you know, you could criticize Will Wade for what you want. One, you know, he had an eye, he had an eye for talent. Not all those guys were super highly rated. Um, and you know, I think it's eleven players that are in the portal. And obviously, you know, we're talking about a lot of contributors out of the SEC. I know Xavier Pinson's a little bit of a, a controversial guy. He doesn't shoot the ball very well, but they were a top ten team when he was healthy, and then they fell off a cliff when he didn't. I really like the Eric Gaines kid, the backup point guard who has that, you know, had that iconic block in the NCAA tournament. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just search Eric Gaines on Twitter. It's the first, you know, 10 things that pop up. Uh, Brandon Murray, the kid from, uh, he's from Baltimore. Uh, He played at LSU last year. I suspect he'll probably stay on the East coast, like that, that, that Northeast part of the country, but no, there's already a lot of good players. And what I would say is this, too, is that, that, you know, as we continue to go through the NBA draft process, I suspect there's a lot of kids that, you know, are going to not get the feedback they want and enter the portal late. I mean, I'll say this, guys, and, and, you know, I don't know how you feel. You know, I think the portal has just become such a fascinating thing to follow, right? It's like an extra two months of content that we get here as it pertains to college basketball. And I know you guys obviously cover a ton of baseball and stuff, but it's just amazing to me. And like the span of like a year or two, it just becomes this, this thing that is so important. I mean, even if you just think about the players that were in the portal this time last year, Walker Kessler at Auburn, obviously all the guys that Arkansas got, some of the guys that Kentucky got, it changes everything. And so you know, I, I think it's great. It's great for content. It gives, you know, gives me 
something to follow and, and do during April, May into June. Uh, but yeah, John, I, I think there's going to be a lot of game changers and I'm guessing there's probably a lot of really good players that haven't even entered the portal yet as we're speaking right now. Of, of course, with uh, coaching hires, you're going to have some of that where players go into the portal. Justice Hill, that's from Little Rock, he actually followed his coach to LSU, yeah. but they have sanctions also that may may you know factor in as far as players want to get out. Well, yeah, and you know, I think the other thing is is that you know, listen, I, it's going to be a tough job. Um, you know, I mean. It's tough for me to say. I mean, you know, I, I think I, – well, I'll just say this. I think it's going to be a really tough job, and it's really funny because I, I don't know exactly the options that Matt McMahon had, the new LSU head coach, but I'll tell you there's other fan bases that the, the fan base wanted him. Now, I don't know about ADs and all that stuff. You know, he supposedly had the opportunity to go to South Carolina and shows LSU instead. I'll say this, guys, about LSU. What I think is really interesting, you guys might know it just being SEC guys, but – I don't think people realize, like, whatever you think of Will Wade, they made their what, what would have been their fourth straight NCAA tournament if there had been one in 2020. LSU hadn't been to fourth straight NCAA tournament since Shaq was on campus. And so, you know, you talk about a program that was recruiting at a level, obviously, we know why, was recruiting at a level like they never have, was winning at a level like they haven't in a really long time. And now you talk about a job where, as you point out, Joe, there's going to be sanctions. You've just lost your entire roster. Now, a lot of those guys could come back in theory, um, but you've lost your entire roster. There's probably going to be sanctions, and the fan base now is used to winning. I mean, I think that's going to be a really hard job to turn things around. I think, you know, I, I like the, the, the hire at Missouri. I think that, that Missouri fan base is hungry for a little bit more success. The Florida thing I'm kind of interested in with their new coach. But I think LSU is the one where – they got, you know, off the top of my head, maybe the most accomplished coach out of all those schools that, that hired new coaches in the SEC. But I would also say his back is going to – it's just going to be a tough, tough, tough job uh, with everything going on there. Well, Aaron, as always, man, we appreciate you coming on with us. And if Arkansas wins the national championship next year, we're going to give you full credit for calling your shot first. All right, man? That sounds great. I'm sorry we didn't get to the in-depth Kansas breakdown, but I really felt like that really wasn't what America wanted. No, I don't want to say America. It's not what your what your audience wanted. So I'm excited, guys. Let's chat during the offseason. This portal stuff is, is, is really fun to me and interesting to me. So have me back on again. I know we got a baseball team that's got to go win a college World Series, but have me on when you can, boys, okay? Absolutely, Aaron. We appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, fellas. Talk soon.